Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. We want to welcome all of those who are joining us. I mean, the thousands that are joining us on live stream uh, through the week on podcasts. Welcome you. I was just backstage talking to Maddie and I mean, we were watching on the monitor back there. We got five different cameras being operated right now. We got a switcher back there choosing which camera to take at what time. We got folks up on the second floor all mixing and making that happen. I said, Maddie, do, do you ever say, wow, I'm a part of something really, really awesome? She said, I do. I do all the time. What we're doing here, church, uh, there's just no way to thank all of those who are working all over this place to do what we're trying to do to change the direction of this world. We're, we're, the, you're in part of, you're a part of a church that's doing our part. And um, help me thank all those that are working behind the scenes and upstairs, backstage. Thank y'all, thank y'all for helping us get this word out. And thank you for joining us. Well, you know, we're in a time in history that's dealing with more emotional disorders, more emotional problems, uh, and, and experiencing more emotional needs than ever before. Th this is an unprecedented time, and for so many, handling emotional needs for them has become all-consuming. And, and this leaves us trying to help our loved ones, trying to help children figure this out, trying to help our adult children navigate their emotional needs. You know, we've got emotional hurts. We've got disorders. Uh, people just having a hard time living daily life. And more often than not, it leaves us scratching our heads. I mean, we go to one therapist after another. Don't seem like we're getting any better. Uh, what do we do? What's the answer to all this? What is the solution? And it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And everybody in here has been affected by this. Either you're affected by it or you're affected by trying to help a loved one navigate through emotional hurts or scars or pains, uh, these disorders over past hurts, over past abuse. It, it leaves so many just unable to cope with everyday life. You know, for one person, you've got depressed, low self-esteem. They just feel worthless. We immediately get that person, oh, you're good. I, honey, you're so good looking. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're, you're sharp. You've got a great future ahead of you. Look, see how good you have it. You're, you're just a great person. Yeah, we do all we can to get that person that is really low to see how great they have it and to see that their life is pretty good. And we see so much drug abuse and alcoholism and depression. It, it, so much of that comes from seeing themselves as worthless, of no value. Abused victims deal with horrible feelings about themselves. And we got counselors and therapists and family members doing all they can to change that self-image trying desperately to get that person to see themselves in a positive light. Well, well, then we got those who think way too high of themselves. I mean, there's just an air about them. When they walk in, they're somebody. And they want everybody to know they're somebody. You know, the only friends they have 
or some rich friends that can do something to make them look good. You know, they're way too good to be friends with us common folks. They got to be friends with these folks over here. You know, we got to play golf. I mean, golf courses everywhere. They got to play golf at this club. So we got to play tennis at this club over here. See, see we're, we got to drive an uppity car. I hate this thing, but I'm going to drive this uppity car. See, their entire day is spent on making everybody think they're somebody. Well, we're faced with how do I get that person off their high horse? You know, how do I say, why don't you come down here and just live where the rest of us live? Your arrogance, your pride is killing you and your family. You don't even know it, but you're eat up with pride and ego. That arrogance just says, I am better than you air about them. Y'all are all right now putting a face to what I'm telling you. Yeah, and this is obvious to everybody except them. See, well, how do we counsel that? You know, how do we help that person? Uh, we all know one of those. Well, how do, we, how do we knock that guy down a little bit? Well, see, the, the big question really is, what are we as an individual to pursue? I mean, do I want to be humble? Well, certainly I want to be humble, but not too humble because I don't want to be worthless and no value. Well, do I want to feel good about myself? Well, yeah, I want to feel good about myself, but not too good about myself that I'm just arrogant. Well, so what do we teach? How, do we low self-esteem, high self-esteem, or maybe a middle self-esteem? So what, what's the perfect self-esteem? Do we go to a counselor and say, I would like a medium esteem, please? Do we want our stake medium? So I don't need a high, I don't need a low. I'm sort of looking for a medium esteem. Oh, what do we do with all this? You're going to be surprised. You're going to be surprised. The Bible has an answer for that. I knew you would be. God's given us an answer to this dilemma. The title of today's message, it's a new life. It's a new life. You know, the church at Corinth was going through something like this, and they were all fighting with self-esteem issues, and some were building their ego, well, I'm, I'm follow Paulus, well, I follow Paul, well, I follow, Paul, hey, come on, guys, y'all stop all of that, quit trying to make your connections with somebody make you feel good about yourself, he said, we're, we're just mere men, we put our boots on like everybody else, who you're friends with doesn't make you somebody, the make of the car you drive, what tennis club you play at, who you, who you played golf with last week. Yeah, it's just a constant struggle. People trying to be somebody, make themselves look good. Some, you know, some feel so bad about themselves. You know, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm stupid, I'm poor, I live in a dumpy house. I just feel, see, and they deal with such a bad self-image. And so much of that bad self-image manifests itself in purple and orange hair and, you know, piercings that look like they've been bobbing for apples in a tackle box. And, you know, alcohol and drugs and it, it just, it's so much of a low self-esteem. How do we deal with all of this? Oh, that's all we're here. This is so prideful and arrogant. I mean, nobody can even be around them. One low self-esteem. What is the answer? Well, the church today has lost giving people the answer. Because when you come to Jesus, you, you don't just add a little Jesus 
to your hurts, to your pains. And you have a little Jesus and you go to church a little bit, but still I'm dealing with this. And de- See, it's a whole new life. It's a whole new life. Romans chapter 6, I want you to turn there and mark your place there. We're going to spend the next two and a half hours. Oh, no, Josh and Paul aren't preaching. I am. Get to... We're just going to spend a few minutes here. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. I want you to write this down. Make a refrigerator magnet of this. Make you a T-shirt of this. Or have you forgotten? Well, as a matter of fact, we have. As a matter of fact, we have forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his death. Did, did you forget that? Yeah. As a matter of fact, the church has forgotten that. That we joined him in his death, verse 4. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead, now we may live new lives. The title of today's message is, It's a New Life. Chapter 4, Paul writes, it it doesn't matter how I'm evaluated by you or anybody else. And then, then he says something very interesting. I don't even make judgment on myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Paul said, I don't even make judgment on myself. Well, that's not the way Paul has always thought. Because in Philippians chapter 3, Paul says, look here, you want to have confidence in the flesh? Let me just go over my list with you. I'm circumcised on the eighth day. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel. I'm a member of the tribe of Benjamin. I was a member of the Pharisees, the strictest. I played golf at this country club. I do this with these people over here. See, I was zealous. I obeyed the law without fault. But then he says something very interesting in verse 7. I once thought these things were something. See, I once thought these made me do, made me look. See, I once thought these things were important to my self-esteem. But I see them as worthless compared to the value of knowing Jesus. Compared to the value of knowing Jesus. As a Christian... You come to Jesus, and the goal is not to work on people's pride. The goal is not to work on people's low self-esteem. The goal is to die. The goal is to die to self, where you don't think about yourself at all. Not only do we not concern ourselves with what others think about us, we don't concern ourselves with what we think about us. See, I'm talking today about a whole new life. We're told often today, don't live your life according to other people's standards. You be true to yourself. You live according to your standards. You don't live up to anybody else's standards. Well, neither one of those are correct. As a Christian, I don't try to please others, but I don't try to please myself. As a Christian... I live to please the Lord. I live to please the Lord. It's a whole new life. It's a whole new life. See, Paul, he used to be Saul, had a death in his life. And that person that he was died and became a brand new person. We talk about this a lot. But the church, to count numbers, 
to be able to count our success. We got this little deal. Everybody bow your head. Nobody looking around. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Slip a hand up. Slip it right back down. Thank you. I see that hand. You're good to go. So I get on the phone. Hey, we had 27 born again today. We had 32 born again today. Our revival, we had 19 born again. And in that, people were totally misled. When you come to Jesus, there's not a slipping up of a hand and nobody looking around. When you come to Jesus, there is a death to who you were, what you've been through, what has happened to you. That old, There is a death and there is a burial and then there is a joining him. See, a resurrection. There is a new life that you walk out of there to live. The title of today's message is, it's a new life. It's a new life. You, you came to Jesus. There is a dying of that self, your old man, your flesh. You know, there's a dying to all that happened to you, all that you went through in your childhood. There is a dying to all that you have done, all the wrong decisions that you have made. And there is a crucifixion that joins Christ and then is buried with him. And then a new person is raised from the dead. That, that's not a slip a hand up, slip it back down deal. How do you think of yourself? You got a problem with pride? How do you think of yourself? You got a problem with low self-esteem. You just feel so ugly and so dumb and so... Uh, your problem is thinking about yourself at all. See, that's the problem. We're not trying to get you to feel better about yourself. We're not at how did that make you feel how does that make you look to everybody around you? As a Christian, that's not a thought anymore. How did that make the Lord feel? How does that make the Lord feel? Is he pleased with me? See, we're living a whole new life. We're no longer connected to our inner self. We're now connected with the Lord. I want all of our young people to hear this. I want all of our middle people to hear this. I want all of our old people to hear this. It, some way, somehow, true biblical Christianity is you come to a place where you stop connecting every experience. You stop connecting every conversation with how that made me feel. You've you, you got to stop it. You've got to stop connecting every event, every conversation, everything that's going on with how did that make me feel. In fact, you stop thinking about yourself at all. You don't ever think about what happened to you. You don't think about what was done to you. See, that person is dead. That person's long ago. Well, we're not working on getting a higher self-esteem as a Christian. We're not wor working on trying to get a lower self-esteem as a Christian. A life with Jesus is no thought about yourself at all. See, it's not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. How I personally feel about that, how this affects me, is just not in the equation. 
My, my daily work is not about me. I don't do what I do to impress anybody else. I, I don't really have any concern or thought about myself or how I look in front of everybody else. How does God see what I'm doing because I am a co-laborer with him and I have joined him, serving him, working for him. I'm a bond servant to him and I'm not trying to build myself up with what I do. What does God think about my performance today? See, being free in Jesus is not just a little thing that we say. See, being free in Jesus is when you quit doing what you do to impress other people. See, being free in Jesus is when you quit doing what you do to feel good about yourself. Being free in Jesus is when you do all that you do as unto the Lord. The message today is we're, we're spending a lot of effort trying to feel good about ourselves. We're spending a lot of effort on trying to get other people to feel good about us when Jesus calls us to die to that person. You, you just die to that person and you're joined with Christ. As a Christian, we just have a hard time understanding Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me and the life that I live in the flesh, now I live by the faith of the Son of God. See, when you come to know the Lord, you join Him in a crucifixion, in a death, in a burial, and it's a new life that you're raised to. Paul came to know the Lord, and he wrote to the church at Corinth, and he said, first, I, I, I don't care what you think. Second, I don't even care what I think. I don't even care what I think. I'm important. I'm valuable to God. And he said, that is peace. That, that's peace. That's being free in Jesus. When you know that you know that you know you're valuable to God. And it don't matter what name brand blue jeans you have on. See, the problem with self-esteem, whether it's high or low, is that every single day... You live your life in a courtroom and there is a prosecution and there is a defense. And everything that you say, everything that you do is providing evidence for the prosecution or the defense. See the defense, oh, you did good. Oh, that was good, Pat. Oh, you were so good. That was wonderful. You sang so good. Oh, thank you for painting that, doing that. See, I'm trying to provide evidence for the, for the defense. Tell me I'm good. I'm doing good. See, I'm doing good. But then, I, oh, man, I blew that. See, now you're providing evidence for the prosecution. Boy, you're terrible. You shouldn't have done that. You're awful. If they find out what you did, then you're going to. See, some days we feel like we're winning the trial. Hey, how's so-and-so doing? You know, today they're doing pretty good. There just, some days you just, they're doing pretty good today. I mean, how some, oh, they're having a bad day today. Locked in their room, cutting themselves, getting high, dysfunctional, weirded out, can't go to work, can't function. See, so what, what, what's happening? The prosecution's winning. What happened? Well, hey, 
they're doing pretty good today. See, the defense is winning. And so every day you live your life in a courtroom of the prosecution maybe winning today, the defense winning over here. See, the prosecution's whipping the dog out of you today. Now my defense, I'm doing pretty good today. And so you live your life with your mind racing as you sit in a courtroom of everything you say and everything you do. How does this make me look? One day the defense is winning. One day the prosecution is winning. You have good days or you have some really bad days. Paul said he's found out the secret. The trial's over. He's out of the courtroom. It's the Lord who judges him and it's only his opinion that counts. You know, I started thinking about this. For the atheist, the person says he doesn't believe any God, that person is on trial every day. See, everything they do is performance-based. I'm trying to build the verdict of my self-worth. Everything I do, everything I say, everything I do, everything I say. For the atheists, they just live on trial all the time, trying to earn, trying to win, trying to earn, trying to win. I hadn't thought about it, but you know it's the same for the Buddhist. They usually don't get it done, so they reincarnate and come back again, and they come back because they keep trying to win God's approval. See, win God's approval. I'm trying, I'm trying to get my value up. I'm trying to get my value up. I didn't know a whole lot about the Muslims until 20 years ago. They flew some planes in our building. Then we started reading some of the stuff that they wrote. Found out they did that to win God's approval. You know, they, they, they put bombs on their kids and send them in the building and blow up innocent people. Why? Trying to win God's approval. See, their performance, they're trying to win God's approval. They're trying to get into this next life. They're trying, their performance is all based on whether they win or whether they lose. Are you, every other, don't tell me every religion's the same. Do you realize that it's only in Jesus that you get the verdict about your worth before the performance even happens. It's only through Jesus that you get a judgment on your worth before you do anything. He loves you. He loves you. He considers you valuable and he accepts you. All other religions, even the atheist, their performance is going to lead to the verdict. Now listen, with Jesus, the verdict leads us to our performance. Everything I do is based on God loves me. God loves me and accepts me. Romans 8, 1, there's no condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God imputes Christ's performance to me. And the verdict is in on me. I'm God's son, and I'm loved and accepted by him. And I don't have to do things to earn points with God. Now I just do things for the joy of doing them. I do things for the joy of serving him. I help others so that I can be a blessing. I've been blessed. I want to be a blessing. I don't help others so that they will think good of me. I'm not overdoing something for somebody so they will pat me on the back or give me some accolades. I'm doing it because I've been blessed. I'm not trying to get somebody to brag on me. I make money so that I can be a blessing, not so somebody will think something of me. 
I'll buy a new truck because this other one's got so many miles on it, it's about to not get me where I'm going, and I want to be able to get to work. So I buy me a new truck. I don't have to buy a new truck so I'll fit in and look cool and buy a certain thing so that when I pull up to the country club, everybody says, ooh, look at what he's driving. So I buy a new pair of jeans because the old one had a hole in them. Not because they got a new label or they got a designer or they got something to make me feel important when I walk in. Hey, everybody get a load of this sticker. Church, I've been set free. I'm set free. I just wear jeans because I like them. They don't have to make me mean to be, I'm not anybody. I came to Jesus and I joined him in a death, in a burial, and in a resurrection. I'm not living my life in a courtroom every day trying to battle self-esteem issues where one day I feel bad about myself. I'm just so worthless. One day I'm feeling pretty good about myself. One day I'm just eat up with what happened to me when I was 12 years old. One day I'm kind of doing good about what happened. See, God loves you. God forgave you. And you live your life out of that. Today's world is just full of therapists, of counselors, trying to help people have a better perception of themselves. And I know all about this. I was a psychology major in college. Right thinking about what happened to you. See, I, I need to help you think right about what you went through 20 years ago. I need to help you have right thinking about... See, and and Christians have lost sight of Christianity when we just slip a hand up and slip it right back down and then we spend the rest of our life trying to cope with and deal with what's happened to us in our life. Romans chapter 6. Let's just turn there. I'm not going to refer to that. I I want you to turn there. I want you to write this down. I, I want you to get this. Matter of fact, I want you to mark this and read this every day for the next week or two. Read this passage every day until you get it in your thinking. Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Or have you forgotten? Yes, as a matter of fact, we have. Just to be honest about it, we've completely forgotten. Have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, have you forgotten that we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Verse 5, since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our life. We are no longer slaves to sin. Church, sin has lost its power. What happened to you years ago has lost its power. What you went through when you were nine years old has lost its power. The abuse that happened, it's lost its power. See, I died to that. I remember it vaguely, but it's lost its power in my life. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We're sure of this. Because Christ was raised from the dead, and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you should also consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin 
and alive to God through Christ Jesus. I'm dead to what happened to me. I'm dead to the life I used to live. I'm dead to that old person. I'm dead to those things that torment me. I am dead to those and I live a new life in him. It's dying to yourself. I'm not learning to cope with what happened to me. I'm dying to what happened to me. Jesus didn't come to help you feel better about yourself. He just didn't. He didn't come to help you feel better about yourself. He came so that you could die to yourself. The key, the key, and we just have to get this. As Christians, we don't try to get a person to a place where they deal with what happened in their childhood. We get them to a place that they die to that person. We bury that person and we live a new life in him. We as Christians have got to quit taking this old man to therapy and we got to take that old man to the cemetery. That's what's got to happen in our life. We've got to bury that. I look back on things that I did. I look back on things that happened and I'm kind of shocked. Really? Really? Everybody turn to Galatians chapter 2. I want you to see this. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. I refer to it. I want you to get this down. Put this on your refrigerator. Galatians chapter 20. Let's just look at this. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. My old self has been crucified with Christ. Come on, let's get this. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Today, I, I'm not preaching against therapy. I'm just telling you. Before you make your, make your next appointment to the therapist, 10 times you say, I'm dying to my old self. I'm dead to my old self. I'm dead. Say it 10 times. I'm dead to my old self. I'm dead to my old self. That person is dead. That person is gone. That person. I'm not going to go and talk about that person. I'm going to kill that person. That person is dead. That person is gone. I'm a new creature in Christ. See, before you start having low self-esteem days, 10 times you say, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that live in me. See, that person is dead. Next time you got pride and arrogance, start I'm dead, I'm crucified with Christ. I'm crucified, say it over and over. We got to understand what happens at salvation. As a Christian, somehow we got to quit trying to fix and improve what God calls us to crucify. We, we got to quit counseling what God calls us to crucify. God calls us to die to that person. I, I'm so glad today that you're a faithful member of church. I'm so glad today that you're a volunteer serving in church. I'm so glad that you do daily devotions every morning. I'm so glad that you've got seven Jesus t-shirts. Have you died to yourself? That striving on the inside to be somebody, to overcome the hurts and the pains. Have you died to yourself? Young people, your life doesn't have to be lived trying to look good, trying to impress somebody, trying to be somebody. God loves you and God has a plan for you. And it don't matter what kind of car you drive. It doesn't matter what kind of shoes you wear. This is, this is why I've got, 
I've just got so much, so, so, so much of a problem with the churches that slip a hand up and slip it back down. You're not adding Jesus to all your hurts and all your pains. You are dying to that old person. That's not salvation. That, that's not what Jesus does. You don't slip a hand up and nobody see you. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? How many can say, Tim, I came to that point in my life. I was sick and tired of it. I was sick of it. I was sick of it. I was sick of the drugs. I was sick of the alcohol. I was sick of the depression. Tim, I tell you what, I was sick of that life. I'm done with all that mess. I'm done with those thoughts. I'm done with those worries. I'm done with those fears. I'm sick and tired of that. See, and I came to a place where I was ready to die to who I was. Die to what I had done. Die to what has been done to me. Die to those old desires. Die to a carnal sin nature with its perversions and its lust. I'm dying to the plans that I had for my life. And I'm ready to join Jesus in his burial. I'm ready to put my past in a hole. And I'm ready to cover it up. I'm ready to put myself in that tomb and roll that stone in front of it. I'm joining Christ in his death and in his burial. Wait, oh, I, I hear some thunder. Oh, I hear some light, some light. Wait, there's angels coming. Oh my gosh, that stone is starting to shake. It's rolling back and I'm walking out a brand new person. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. My friends don't recognize me. If you saw me back in high school, you wouldn't even know. I tell you, I joined him in his resurrection. I am a new creation in Christ. I'm alive. It's, but it's not me. That old sinful, that old lustful, that person, that person had low self-esteem, that person that was prideful and arrogant. So it's, it's gone. I'm alive. I'm alive. But it's not me. That person that got abused when they were 11, that person that got divorced, that person that got heartbroken, that person that had loved ones walk out. So that, that, that thing's, that's gone. That's gone. It's gone. I'm a new creature. Today is a brand new day. This guy don't need to talk to no therapist over about what happened to me. That guy's gone. That guy's gone. I'm joined with Christ in his death, in his burial, and his resurrection. I'm joined with Jesus. I'm joined with Jesus. When you come to Jesus, when you come to Jesus, you're a new person. Well, now hold on, Tim. It's just not that easy. It's just not how it works. It's not that simple. I suggest you take that up with the Apostle Paul, who was Saul walking down a road going to Damascus to kill, to persecute Christians, and he came to know Jesus. And that person died right there on that road. He died, and a new person was raised, and he wrote about that experience to the people in Rome. He wrote about that to the people in Ephesus. He wrote about that to the people at Colossae. He wrote about that to the people at Corinth. And you won't ever, not ever, read anywhere where Paul wrote about coping with or dealing with or overcoming his hurts and his pains from his childhood. But you're going to read a whole lot about dying. 
you're going to read a whole lot about dying, about being buried, and raised to live a new life. Who in here knows exactly what I'm talking about today? I know exactly what you're talking about. You look back on that old life and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I remember it like it's weird. Pastor Josh gets up here and he starts talking about some things in his past. I hear Sarah get up here and she starts talking. And, and, and I, know, I know Sarah's not just up here lying, but I kind of feel like she is. I've known her for all of these years, and in my wildest imagination, I can't even believe that that's anything she would have done or said or gone. Or She is such a, are you getting this? Such a new creature in Christ Jesus. A new, I'm with Jan, and we go out to eat, and he starts just kind of maybe saying a little sentence or two about his past or about his past. I'm going, that's the guy's lying. He just bald-faced lying to me because I know him. I've been around him. He's a great man of God who loves God, who loves people, who's willing to serve. There ain't no way. He sees a whole new person. He's a whole new person. Nathan says, I saw some pictures of me in the past. I'm, wow, I remember where I was sitting. But I think, Nathan, I don't even believe that about you. See, you're a whole, see, it's a whole, are you getting this? Yeah, I, yeah, that happened to me. But see, I've been set free from the power of that over me. And that hurt is not there. I remember it. But it's not hurting me. It's not paining me. It's not keeping me awake at night because I am a new creature in Christ. That's what happened to Saul on the Damascus Road. That's what happened to many of you right here. And that's what can happen to the rest of you. That's what can happen in your life. Today, you may have been in church your whole life, but you're still in that courtroom. One day, you're winning. One day, you're losing. Your life is up and down in the way you feel about yourself. Some days, you're up and you feel pretty good. Some days, you're down and you just feel so bad. The message of the gospel. It's called good news because that person you once were, that person that was abused, that person that was hurt, that person that once lived that way can be dead, can be buried, and you can join Christ in his resurrection to live a whole new life. Y'all stand with me. Come on, right now, all over this place, I... I'm not living every day of my life in a courtroom. I'm not living every day of my life struggling with my self-esteem. I'm not every word out of my mouth, every word out of other people's mouth doesn't go deep inside me. I'm tired of evaluating how I feel about that, how that makes me feel. I'm tired of looking for witnesses that can pat me on the back and tell me how great I am or how wonderful I am or how rich I am or how pretty I am. Right now, I've been set free in Jesus. Come on, everybody in here. Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. I died of those old hurts. I died of that old person. I died of that old person. Come on, all over this place, I'm dying to that old person. I don't want that person around me. I am going to live my life as a brand new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. 
all things have become new to me. You're looking at a new person. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.